Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans, and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, follow like them on Instagram, Facebook at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. Scouts over relied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Jerry, Kendall, happy Friday. How you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. It's Friday. We got two good, two big guests coming on tonight. I go with special guest Friday at this, so I'm ready to get rolling, man. You know, I, I'll be real with you. It was a long week, you know, but hey, man, I'm doing what I got to. I'm doing what I got to do to stay positive and keep on pushing forward. And uh, I'm just super excited about today. You know, we got a double header. Let's go. Yes, and to all our audience, hey, take off your shoes, pour yourself a cold drink, and enjoy the show. So, yes, on today's episode, we will have two special guests. Uh, first, we'll have Donovan Isom. He's a he's a NFL and CFL free agent quarterback. And then later on the show, we will have YouTube, Instagram, and sports analyst KG Johnson join us. But first, let's talk about the latest football headlines. So, as we all know, the deadline to sign franchise tag players for long 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Players that got deals done were Derek Henry, for four years, $50 million. Chris Jones and the Chiefs agreed to a four-year deal worth $85 million. But one name that we know, we know. There was a, we, that there was a lot of speculation about was Dak Prescott on the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately for them, they were not able to reach an agreement. What are you guys' thoughts? Hey man, this this Dak Prescott thing is getting crazy. I mean, it's just it's lingering on. And if I'm a Cowboys fan, I, it, I think it's time to panic. I mean, you look at the Cowboys, you look at what the Joneses and, and what they're doing business wise. They're saying they're paying everybody else. It seems, but it seems like Dak has to wait on his deal, and it's still and it's start to go longer. And I mean, the longer it goes on, the the worse it's going to be for the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak's going to end up having a pretty good year this year, and they're going to end up um, the Cowboys. They're going to end up really paying them. They're going to have to pay him probably next year. If not, I think he's going to be gone. So. I mean, right now, as we speak, I don't think he's going to finish his career as a, as a um, Dallas Cowboy. 
I mean, it, it's all over the place, but I will say this: he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a good year. They have he has the right coach in place. He's gonna be able to air that thing out. He's gonna he's gonna look better. And you know what? I'm pretty sure the Cowboys will feel, will feel will feel a little bit better as far as paying him that contract that he deserves, right? So I think ultimately at the end of this season, how how it all pans out, he'll get signed. He's a Cowboy. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's going to be another Kirk uh, cousin situation, like it was in Washington. So we'll just have to wait and see if they're going to be able to work something out. Also, the story that does not go away: Yannick and Dockway and the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has stated multiple times he does not want to play for that team, but now the team seems reluctant to accept this trade request. Where do you guys thoughts? You guys think he's going to tr- get traded, or he's going to play the season with Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, I think initially. Right now, he's gonna stay. He'll stay with the Jaguars, but I think by midway of the year, they're gonna they're gonna let it linger on to the trade deadline. I think they're gonna end up trading him to a team like the Las Vegas Raiders. It's been, it's been reported that they were interested in 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 Unique, and Unique. He's a good talent. He's still young. He gets you. He gets you close to double digit sacks a season. I mean, I think um, if a team sends Jacksonville, maybe a first, but I, they're probably going to initially ask for a first rounder. But I think I think um, they'll fall. They'll, they'll um, settle for a second round pick for him. So I definitely he would not. I definitely see right now he's not gonna finish the year with the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, but when you actually look at the big picture, right? I mean, it's one of those things that that, that, that GM that. Caldwell. I mean, he's been a GM for a while there in Jacksonville. I mean, he needs to he needs to be able to put together a good a good season. If not, his job is in in jeopardy. So I think that if anything, you know, they got to week six to get a trade done. I'm pretty sure that by that time they'll they'll be able to see the landscape of who's going to be a top ten pick. And I'm pretty sure of anything, he should be traded this offseason. If not, he's going to be forced to play. I mean, it's an unfortunate situation. It's it's a part of the whole collective bargaining agreement that, you know, that could franchise him two times. So it's up to him on what he wants to do with his career. Either, you know, just play it out and then just see if you get a contract next year or, or you know, get franchised again, play that out. You know what I mean? So it's just it's about conducting your business the right way. You know what? Just the only thing that doesn't make sense. If you have a player that does not want to play for you, trade him. Get what you can for him. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors before the draft started that they were looking for two ones, you know, to trade him. So, I mean, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, just get rid of him. He doesn't want to play here. Just trade him somewhere, right? I mean, kind of get rid of a headache for you. Any Anytime a player takes the social media to blast the owner and the team, it's definitely time to get rid of him. You don't, you don't want to let that linger on. Yes, and then also, Browns and Miles Garrett came to an agreement on a five-year extension reportedly worth $125 million. That is a lot of money. What are your thoughts? Man, this deal here was very – it was shock, It was surprising to me. I didn't think it was going to get done this, this early, especially with the incident with Miles Garrett had, that had last year. He got suspended the final few games of the year. But I think, hey, man, it was, it's, it was definitely an interesting one. I think he's going to live up to it. Miles is a great player. He gets you close to double-digit sacks this season. I, mean, I think he's really, he's really going to um, thank the Browns for that. I think I don't think they're going to regret giving that deal. Uh, it just shows you, wow. I mean, what's the most important, you know, position in the entire NFL? It's the quarterback position. Obviously, you can see with these contracts being handed out, what's the second most important position, and that's the that's the actual. That's the actual player that can get to the quarterback and sack him, and that's a defensive end, right? And I think yep. that, I think up until that 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 incident that that 
Kendall referred to, I mean, he was just, I mean, he was just a monster. And I think that he's still young. I'm pretty sure he learned from that. I'm, I know for a fact that he's not going to make that mistake going forward. He's well-deserving of this of this contract extension. I'm glad they did this. Long-term, it's going to help them out. Completely agree. He's the best player on that defense. Uh, the Browns look like they're, they're poised to make a run. Uh, they have a lot of weapons on defense and offense. They have a, they have a brand-new coach and Steven Stefanski. So you played your best defensive player, so that's one thing off your list to do, right? So I just feel like they had to make this move. They had to pay him the money uh, just because he's a great talent. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, it just kind of helps you out to see if Baker's going to be one of is is going to be the next one to set the market, or if if they're rebuilding, they're probably going to look for another quarterback down the line. But at least you have that defensive end at a young age for a long term. Well, hey, they actually might not have to look too far. Who's the backup quarterback in Cleveland? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah. And we all know he, you know, he had a pretty good season with Minnesota a couple of years back. So, yeah. Uh, they have the perfect veteran. Uh, behind Baker Mayfield, just in case. Sorry to say the word, but if shit hits the fan, <laughs> right? Well, you, um, he's always been a very scrappy quarterback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean, the guy get the guy he can get the job done, and he's not afraid, he's not afraid to air that ball out. Well, let's think about what made him successful when he played with the Minnesota Vikings. He had a strong running game. He had great wide receivers, and what do the Browns have? They got Nick Chubb. They got Jarvis Landry and they got OBJ. Great weapons. And, exactly. And, and tight ends too. Yeah, we can't forget about their acquisition, right? They signed Austin Hooper. And they got good depth at running back too. Yes, they do. So, I mean. That, yeah. That Pe- t- people forget that Kareem Hunt's still on that team. Yeah. I yep. mean, a couple years back before the, the whole incident happened, Kareem Hunt was, you could say, one of the best running backs in football. Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look back – it was a very disappointing season for them, but they could be a surprise team this year, especially with that, uh, you know, uh, Stepnaski, uh, right? I think that he does a good job as far as with, with that zone scheme running and then the bootleg for the quarterbacks. So I think that this year it's going to be one of Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, best years ever. And then he, he's actually reported himself, at, uh, and so have the Browns reported him as fully healthy. So I think when you stop and you look at it, that running that running game is going to get going, and everything's just going to fall into place, and they're going to be able to, you know, pull out some some crazy wins this this season. A lot of people have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens uh, fighting to win that division, but I think they got that wrong. I think it's going to be the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, I agree. Wow, I I, I mean I could agree with the Ravens, but uh, we'll see. Big Ben has to stay healthy, but. I mean the Browns, but I mean just people are so they're so used to Pittsburgh winning that division or being you know yeah. neck and neck with another team. But I think this year they're going to take a back seat to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, and Big Ben has to stay healthy. But yes, the Browns have the, the I mean the roster they have they have the talent all over the roster. So yeah, you, I, I can see that happening. <laughs> Our first guest is the current NFL and CFL free agent quarterback, Donovan Isom. Donovan, how you doing? Doing good, man. Glad y'all bringing me on here. Hey, man, we appreciate your time. Um, 
if you can just tell us about your football journey uh, so that way the audience knows, you know, what you did, what you're doing now, and what you're trying to do in the future. Yeah, man. So um, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, from uh, actually it's Destran, 20 minutes outside of New Orleans, the New Orleans area. Uh, graduated from Destran High School. Uh, former, you know, former uh, alum, like big-time alumni, Ed Reed, uh, Justin Jefferson, and those guys, you know, went to my school. And um, I actually signed. My letter of intent to go to the University of Utah in 2014. Uh, was out there for you. I redshirted the first year. Played under Coach Whittingham. And, um, you know, a great dude. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, what you know what he's done with that program. You know, he took that program to new heights. Like, just to, you know, just, just showed them how to win. And uh, that's what they did. And uh, that's what really stuck out with me about Utah. And, uh, yeah, I just felt like I was at home there. And, and um. You know, I stayed there for a year and a half, and you know, I got that call that that one that one call in July, and like kind of changed, you know, kind of changed my perspective about things. Uh, my mom called, and we lost our house. You know, almost lost my whole entire family, and and uh, she wasn't do, really doing too good with things like financially and uh, just her mental state with everything, and, and she wasn't in a good place, so. Um, I just decided to transfer closer to home. I transferred to Southeast Louisiana University. Uh, I played a little my freshman, my redshirt freshman year in 2015, and um, played a little bit there. And uh, then, yeah, and then things wasn't just working out. It didn't pan things didn't pan out the white the way things like I, I quite wanted it to. And I just, uh, you know, my mom was good with things. I'm just the the biggest thing, like with me, like I'm just glad, like my mom and my family was good, and because I helped out any way I could, and uh, and I I just wanted to make sure they was really good with things, and um, but I wound up getting my bachelor's degree in uh, mass communications from Southeastern, and then uh, you know, and um, I just wanted, I, and I knew my football after when I graduated, I knew my football journey wasn't over, man. I, like I knew like this couldn't be it. So, you know, started looking around and found my way to Texas Wesleyan University, a small NAIA school, brand new program. Uh, they're actually, fun fact about our school, uh, you know, the, the school was this, like, they dis, disassembled a football program for the 77 years ago. And uh, actually in 1942, I think, when everybody got drafted, uh, the team got drafted, they had to go serve in the war. And, uh, and that's when they did, disarmed the football program, and then it got re relived in uh twenty six was it twenty eight twenty seventeen yeah twenty seventeen, and then um I helped gain our first victory in seventy seven years, which was I uh, like it was it was an amazing feeling, and uh, I was glad to be a part of something like that, and uh, I mean I did I got all conference my first year at Texas Western, then the second year I uh. I got hurt the fourth game of the year. I was on my way to becoming – I was on a watch list as an All-American and uh, got hurt the fourth game of the year, partially torn ligament in my rotator cuff. But um, it's crazy how that ended. But things happen, man. Like, I think, I believe things happen with a purpose. And uh, it may, maybe uh, it was a good thing. It wound up being a good thing for me. And, um, right. and uh, I just um, – I just put my faith in the Lord and, like, I just keep keep on moving forward. I, I fully recovered from it. Um, I'm throwing the ball better than what I ever did before. I actually feel more polished as a quarterback now. I got my I'm, I got my master's in education. Uh, 
you know, I'm working out with, right now. Like I'm working out with guys. I'm training out here in Dallas right now, and uh, and working out with these guys, and you know, all these NFL guys, and uh, and they're really helping me get to be a better quarterback, doing the things I need to be doing. So, hello, look, this this great Donovan. Hey, how you doing, man? This this Kendall. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great, man. One thing I want to ask you, I see you work out with D-Rob. He's like a wide receiver coach or more like a foot. He works with wide receiver. I've seen him work with quarterbacks as well. Um, what are some of the things that he has worked with you on and that, and, and, that, and that he's told you that you might need to improve on? So the biggest thing that, you know, he tells me every time I go out there was, uh, you know, it's being consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it it's not necessarily teaching me, like, how to throw it, but, like, it's being being consistent with the ball and and like being on time on passes because like you know like he has a uh, <laughs> he's a guy that you don't want to like make mad not necessarily make mad but uh you know he, he like things he like to get things done I'll say that he like to get he's big done. he's big on the details yeah yeah he like you know it's attention to detail and like he likes to get things done and um you know he doesn't like repeating himself twice and um and like I found that out quick. But I mean, it's been like you know he'll and he'll tell me and he'll tell you, man. Like he, he, it's a, he says that I, I'm a different quarterback from when from January until now, and and uh, you know he's one of the reasons why like you know I'm I'm doing so so good at what I'm doing, and uh, and you know also with uh, my QB coach, I was working with Tony Banks for a little bit, um, you know before he got accepted to the head coaching job at Green Hill uh, School in Addison, mm-hmm. Texas, and then uh, then I started working with Mike Heath. With QBIQ, uh, he's a, like a lead eleven counselor. Uh, with Trent Dilfer and all of them, and uh, and I worked with a little bit of McLean Carter, uh, that played quarterback at Texas Tech and uh, Rutgers. So, and I worked with him a little bit too. But uh, and really, um, you know, but D Rob though, man, like you know, he just told me, tells me to be consistent, and uh, and that's pretty much what I've been focusing myself on with it with all that. Yes, D. Robin, he's a great coach, man. He's a he's a good wide receiver coach, man. I see him. He's worked out. He, he's trained. He trains a lot of a lot of guys, his current and former players. And also, um, I seen you working out with Dez Bryant a few weeks ago. You had him in your Instagram video, and I I saw him coach you up a little bit, man. Tell me about Dez, man. How does he look to you, and and what what were some things that he told you? Man, Dez, man, that's the big bro, man. Uh, um, you know, when I first met him, you know, it's, cra- it's crazy because I didn't really know who he was until, like, I didn't really – well, I knew who he was, but I didn't see his face. I didn't really recognize his face when I first met him the first time. I'm like, oh, that's really him. So, like, you know, I just I just went up to him. Like, you know, I just – you know, me being curious, you know, I just had to know. I was like, hey, man, um, if you ever need somebody to throw to you, like, I'm here. So, and then we just started becoming cool ever since. And, uh, man, I'm going to tell you this, man. He looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. I think any team, you know, would be lucky to have him. Um, I pray that he gets the opportunity, you know, to show what he can really do because he looks good right now. And and um, I'm not even just saying that because like I know him, but like I, I seen like a lot of dudes, and uh, I think that I think he still got a, a few left in the tank in him. And um, I think that uh, it's gonna be really exciting to see like what happens. You know, I, I pray that he does get an opportunity with a team somewhere this year or next year whenever that time comes and um I, I pray that he gets his opportunity though i couldn't agree with you no more man i appreciate it donovan no no problem man and uh and like i said he telling the same thing you know he'll tell me about you know placement everything because he works with d-rob too so you know he, he's been uh coaching me up and uh telling me the things that you know i need to look in as 
you know, when I, whenever I do get picked up somewhere and just, you know, just how to handle and like, be a pro, basically. Exactly. Hey, Donovan, this is Jerry. Oh, hey, Jerry, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, thank you. How about yourself? Doing good, man, doing good. That's awesome. Hey, man, uh, so, you know, obviously you, you said that you've been able to work out with um, – you know, with, with some big time names, right? So, you know, from that, what would you say it's helped you refine it in your game? So, let's say I'm the GM, and I say, what can you bring to my team? What is it that you're going to bring to my team as my quarterback? Well, for one, man, they're going to be getting one of the hardest workers on the team. Um, you know, I I really don't. You know, I really don't like. Like making mis- uh I know I'm gonna make mistakes, but I love to correct them. I like to correct mistakes a lot. Uh, I like to be better than I was the day before. I always like to improve on something. You know, it might be. You know, I never want to stay stagnant. I never want to be in the same. I don't want to be in that gray area. Like I always want to improve on something. And that's and that's just me as a player, as a quarterback, and just anywhere in like in life. I, I never want to stay consistent with something. I just want to be get something better at something each week and every day and uh. They're definitely going to be getting a hard worker and and a competitor, um, and I'm a, and I'm always a get. I always told myself I always felt like I was a get it done guy. I would just find a way how, you know, if something wasn't working, I would always find another alternative or another something, to, you know, to get to get the job done. And 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 um, I just want to help my and I just want to help teams win win a Super Bowl, man. Like I just want to do it any way I can. Thank you, Donovan. So let me ask you one thing. You know, I know you're still aspiring to, you know, get either, you know, NFL's a goal, right? But but also CFL. Um, yes. If that doesn't if that doesn't happen, I mean, what 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 do you have planned next in your life? Well, like I said, I got my um, I got my bachelor's in mass communications, and uh, I got my master's in education, and um, you know, one day, you know, probably I might want to go into real estate. I've always been a good talker to people. Um, I've always like probably going to real estate somewhere or uh, even be be a coach somewhere and um or open up my own quarterback facility one day still in the works of that uh still like i'm actually got a little job right now um i actually want to shout out my company that i'm working for it's called cowboy roofing in that in the dallas forward area they're uh, located in dallas and um you know but they do roofings for the whole they do roofs for the whole like state of texas and and um my boss uh Jason Spangler is uh is, is the guy that you know people need to uh, look up and uh, just they look it up online, um, because I'm a salesperson for them right for him right now and and uh that's it's kind of like getting you know my name into the uh to the workforce with things and uh I'm thinking I'm doing I'm gonna do a pretty good job with that you know just to get like started off and stuff stuff like that because I'm like I said I'm I'm majoring in communications and I uh and I already know how to like talk to people and stuff so it'll be cool. No, I think that that's a that's a really great trait, right? And sometimes, you know, collegiate players don't get to finish, you know, their degrees, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you finishing that that really sets you up, you know, far, you know, above and above above all, right? It, it yes, really sir. helps you to set you up in the long term. But, you know, I think I think that you have all the intangibles. I think that you've been a little bit modest. You know, you didn't mention how tall you were. You know, <laughs> your size, your speed. You know, your strength, all that good stuff. So. You know, people put on the film. They'll see that you know, you know, you, you you're 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 pretty big. You're pretty big. You know, very athletic, big quarterback. That you know, you've been getting the ball to 
you know, to the two wide to wide receivers in the league right now. So that's something real big, and and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Yes, man, and um, and before I go, I just want to give a uh, a good shout out to my guy. Um, his name is Reese Thompson, and um, to the one one nine Argyle family. Uh, I've been training there, and um, Reese Reese has been doing a really good job with me with, you know, some of the things that that you've seen on my film, like I can, I'm doing even much better. Like I can't wait to get on the field somewhere to actually show what I can do because man, I, um, Reese has been really good to me. He ran track at the university of Texas and uh, that's been my coach, my trainer for the, uh, for the past few months now. And he's been doing a really good job with that. And he's been training me and, uh, and I'm working with my guy, Trinity Benson, that plays for the Denver Broncos. And uh, we all, we work out there every morning at 7 a.m getting it in and uh you know he's been doing a really good job with me with that and i just wanted to uh, give him a shout out with that man because he's been doing the same hey donovan real quick this is fidel i have a question for you uh yes sir the interview hey so what would you tell nfl scouts cfl scouts nfl gms cfl gms one thing about you that the reason why they should give you an opportunity to try out for the team like I said, man, I'm a competitor. I'm gonna do everything I can to help one help my team win a championship. And uh you know, if that's if that's uh and like I know that, you know, maybe they might have some guys that, that I need to that I need to learn behind or there's some some people that I need to uh you know look look for and like to see like how things are operated. But um I'm going in there to compete, man, and I just wanna I just wanna compete and just do and do the best for my team to help like to help us win a championship and i know coaches you know this is coaches have a job you know what i'm saying this is their job this is their livelihood you know they're getting paid you know this is what they do to feed their families at home and whatever team i get put on i want to make sure that i want to help my coach you know to maintain that that structure that has on it on that team you know and you know that's the things you have to think about like you know you're not just doing it for you you're doing it for everybody else not even for the football aspect but for the life aspect and and um, I feel like anybody will want that. And, uh, you know, I just want to, like I said, man, I just want to do my best. And, like, I've, I have a great arm. I have all these great intangibles, you know, with me. But I feel like they'll really be getting a good person. They'll be getting a great person and uh, and somebody that will love their teammates and just be be a good guy for everybody. And, uh, you know, I just want I, and I just want to win some games, man. And I, I want to do anything I can to help win, help us win a, win a championship. Real quick, where can our listeners follow you on social media? Yes, sir. So my Instagram is D underscore ice underscore. So that's D underscore ICE underscore. And then on Twitter is D underscore ISOM, ISOM 12. Donovan, thank you so much for joining us on the show and best of luck to you. All right, guys, let's play some word association. So I'm going to say a word, and you're going to say either the first player that comes to mind or the first team that comes to mind. So, Kendall, I'm going to start off with you. Grit. Grit. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. When you think about grit, man, the first name, the first team that come, come to my mind is the Steelers. They're tough. Their mentality. They're physical. I mean, you know, you know about their defense back in the day, and they still got their defense, especially this past year. So I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers when we think of grit. That's a good one, Kendall. I'm going to go with the uh, Tennessee Titans. I mean, it starts with the head, with the head coach, you know, Mike Vrabel. I mean, he understands how to run a culture. I mean, he he's built something very special there, and they locked up both the quarterback and the running back on long-term deals, and that defense is solid. 
So watch out. I mean, they're one of the most grittiest teams in the entire NFL. Look at that Cinderella story season that they had last season. I think they're going to continue this year. And I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. Now, the reason why I say Ryan Tannehill, I mean, we all know the situation that happened with the Miami Dolphins, right? He got benched. Uh, Nobody was really looking to sign him. So for him to be signed by the Tennessee Titans, and he was backing up Marcus Mariota, and once Marcus Mariota got benched, he just took advantage of the situation, and he took that team all the way to the AFC Championship game. I would have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kendall, tough. Tough. Whew. I'm going to go to play. I'm going with Adrian Peterson. Boy, you think he's tough. He's been in the league for so long now. We all, we all know how he runs the ball. It's a lot of tread on his tire, man. Oh, man, he, he, he's a tough one. I mean, he's tough to bring down. He'll run you over, juke you, juke you over. He, he can do it all, man. So you think I'm tough, you go with a, you go with Adrian Peterson. Mm, that's a good one. I want to I wanna stick with the theme to the teams. So I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. Man, I mean, I think, I think the general manager has done a great job as far as putting together a really good team. They've added some key pieces in the offseason, but, man, when I think about it, you look at it, I mean, there, it's debatable, right? I, I, I kind of want to lean in a different uh, – I want to go with a player, but, man, that team comes to my my mind every time he said tough. I just think of Josh Allen just taking those hits and just sacrificing his body, and that could get him in trouble sometimes. But my, my second my second runner-up was Deshaun Watson. Yep. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was going to say uh, Deshaun Watson as well, just because, I mean, when you think about it, no, no, he doesn't have a lot of help. So, I mean, really no offensive line. Sometimes you see him running for, you know, running for his life. Um, and I just felt like he's a tough quarterback. Uh, I remember one play specifically last year when he played against the Raiders. Uh, he, I believe he got poked in the eye and he was only he was only able to see out of one eye. And he was able to make a clutch throw at the end of the game, and that's that's how they won. That's how they beat the Raiders. And of course, I was I was pissed off after the game, but I was like, man, that guy is tough, man. Uh-huh. Tough back, as nails. Go back two years ago. Uh, I think it was in October when they played the Cowboys. Man, he was getting just. I mean, I mean, Jalen Smith. It looked like Jalen Smith was out out there trying to knock his head off. You know what I mean? But I mean, he, he stayed in the game, and he actually pulled out the win against the Cowboys. Disappointing. Oof. Oof. Disappointing. Disappointing. That's a, that's a real good one. I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So, it basically, it's a, it's a two-way. Two-way two, you can go two ways on this one. The quarterback is, was very disappointed last year in that playoff game against the Texans, the way it ended. And the team was disappointed because, I mean, yes, they, they made the playoffs and whatnot, but I expect a little more from them, especially on the offensive end. And, man, if you're the Bills, I mean, I mean, you got Stephon, you got, you got Stephon Diggs to help out Josh Allen. So hopefully that disappointment can go into something good this year. But I think they were very disappointed last year. Well, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yep. I mean, they had – I mean, when you looked at it head to toe, they had one of the most stacked rosters. I mean, bringing in the acquisition of OBJ, uh, Baker Mayfield was supposed to have his – you know, that, that magic that he had that he had in college and – I mean, it was just an overall disappointing season. The way it ended, it just showed you, you know, the importance of building the right kind of culture, especially in the NFL. 
And I'm actually going to go with the head coach, and I'm going to go with the running back, both from Pittsburgh. So let's start off with James Conner. He had a great season two two years ago. Last year was very disappointing. Yes, I know he had the injury, but he did not play at the par. Mike Tomlin, you did not address your backup quarterback situation. You have an aging Ben Roethlisberger under center that's just one hit away from being injured the whole year again. And, man, that is really disappointing that the Pittsburgh Steelers did not address that. I can agree. Exceeds expectations. Hmm, exceeds expectations. That's, a, that's another good one, man. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. And, and I'm, I'm going to speak to you as this. I think they're going to exceed expectations this year. Well, I mean, with the quarterback, Drew Locke, he's going to have a full season. They got Jerry Judy there. They got a lot of weapons there for Drew Locke. And, I mean, they're, yes, they're in a tough division. I think the Broncos are going to be a shocker this year, and they're going to exceed a lot of expectations. I think a lot of people are probably going to have them at like 7-9, 8-8. and, nine, eight and eight. I'm going to go on the land right now, and in terms of exceeding expectations, I'm going to say they can go 9-7 and seven this year and might might get a wild card spot in the AFC. Denver Broncos, they, I think they're going to see expectations this year. Man, you kind of you got me in a, in a bind here. Um, I kind of <laughs> I want to go with a quarterback. First, first person, first team that comes to mind. Man, how about the Arizona Cardinals? And I and it starts with it starts oh. with a quarterback. You know, I mean, everybody was very skeptical, especially Kyler Murray. He's not he's not the average five ten quarterback, right? Like, let's just say he doesn't have the body type of a Russell Wilson or Baker Mayfield, because you know they have they have a heavier set. I mean, Kyler Murray overall, he's a tiny guy, you know. I don't want to take nothing wrong. I mean, I'm not saying he's a he's 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 anything bad. I, I don't mean in a bad way, but I mean he exceeded expectations, and I think that this year he said they've set him up to exceed those expectations and become be able to build off that season that he had last year. I think they're going to be able to put up some good numbers and and actually be a team to contend in that a, in that very tough NFC West. Man, this is a tough one. But the, one of the first names that came to mind was Ryan Tannehill. I know I said that, you know, when I thought about grit. Uh, but I just feel like he's going to – now that he's going to have a, you know, full season to start, um, he, I, I, you know, I feel like he's going to have that offense running on all cylinders, especially with A.J. Brown and also Derrick Henry resigning there. I can agree. Pretender. Ooh. Pretender. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Green Bay Packers. Oh man, I think gonna be that's a, a that's a real gonna, good one. Yeah, I'm, I think they're gonna be a pretend this year. It's a lot of stuff going on there, you know, with the quarterback situation, Aaron Rodgers, his future, with them drafting Jordan Love. I mean, be, be Matt Matt Lafleur's um, second year there. I just think, man, it's I think this year it's, Green Bay's a team to watch, not for a good reason. Cause I think I think the I think the roof is gonna fall off that team this year. I just I can see it on I can see it on the wall. Rogers on his way out. I, I just I I can see it coming this year for Green Bay. I, I definitely can. Oh man, definitely pretender. I'm gonna have to go with the New York Jets. I mean, there's so much talk out there that Sam Darnold is the uh, you know he is the it for them in the franchise quarterback. Uh, I don't I don't see it personally. I mean, especially last season when when the Patriots basically rang his bell and. And he was seeing ghosts. Uh, you know, overall, the Jets have not done – I don't think – I mean, they did have a, a decent draft this year. But, man, I don't think the coaching staff is right. And I just think that overall right now, they're, they're, their fans are just 
you know, holding on to a, a thread of hope, right? So I just hope that this year I could, they can prove me wrong in this one. And I'm going to go with Jared Stidham. Now, the, the, <laughs> the, the so-called franchise or the next franchise quarterback of the New England Patriots. <laughs> As we all know, there was a lot of hype on him. Hey, the Patriots, they didn't draft a quarterback. You didn't sign a quarterback, but wait, a couple weeks back, they actually signed a former NFL MVP, Cam Newton. Oh, um, so it seems like everybody's off the the steady, uh, the steady bandwagon. <laughs> so you know what? Honestly, I feel like he wouldn't have been a great solution for the New England Patriots, and they're a lot. They're going to be a lot better off with Cam Newton. Does he know that? The, does he know <laughs> that, that, that they actually called him call him steady? That's my question. I'm. I'm sure he knows. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Kendall called him and said, "Hey, man, I got I got a new nickname for you, Stiddy." <laughs> oh man! All right, moving along. Contender. Contender. Whew, that's another good one. How about the Los Angeles Chargers? Oh. They're going to be a, a contender this year. Justin Herbert, the quarterback. Oh, we already know what Tyrod Taylor is going to be, but Justin Herbert is going to be their quarterback by week five. I'm going to go out and let him say that right now. He's in the best. He's in the best situation. They're a young team. They got tons of weapons. Justin Herbert. He's going to he, and Anthony Land. I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. But I think, man, they're definitely going to be a contender this year. And I think not just a contender to get to the playoffs. I think they might can cause some damage in the playoffs. Man, that team is deep. They're young and they're, they're energetic. They're ready. I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers as a contender. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it right now. Baltimore Ravens. They're going to. I was. Yep. They're going to be in the AFC Championship this year. They. I mean they. They have, they have all the skill positions in place. They have, I mean, their quarterback is just sensational. Just the way he just plays, his bravado, his attitude, everything. And then the draft that they had, they have the right coach in place. Hey, and they were, they were, they were, they made it to the playoffs last year. So they know how it is. They're a young team, and they just added great depth and added key pieces. Man, they're going to be contenders to actually make it into the Super Bowl this year. Watch out, Kansas City Chiefs. And I want to go with the Minnesota Vikings. As we all know, yes, they did trade uh, Stephon Diggs, but he was just uh, Antonio Brown Jr. just waiting to happen. So they shipped them out. They they got you know they got some pretty good picks. Um, they still have Dalvin Cook. They still have a young, good defense. So NFC South, watch out! You're going to have a new division champ next year. <laughs> Most approved. Whew. I'm going with Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from the New England Patriots. He was banged up last year. He got banged up in the preseason and training camp. Got to a slow start because the, the quarterback for the Patriots at that time didn't want to use him, didn't want to throw, didn't want to give him the ball, didn't want to take the time off the field to help him out a little bit. So I think, I mean, not taking the shot at him, but I think Nikhil Harry, he's going to come in this year with Cam Newton or Jared Stidham. He's going to have a breakout season for the Patriots. I'm not going to say he's going to be he's going to be breakout player of the year or nothing like that. But he's gonna have a breakout, um, breakout year in terms of the the Patriots coming into his year too. So Nikhil Harry, he has the most to prove this year. Thank you so much, Kendall. I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott. So and hear me out. I understand it might have been a botched, you know, I guess a, a botched handling of the situation of the contract. But you know, you want to go ahead and sign the franchise. Uh, tender that they gave you and play out and bet on yourself. Well, you know what? Hopefully you'll be able to bet right, and hopefully you'll be able to cash in that big that big payday that you've been waiting for. So Dak Prescott, man, most approved. I got two names for you. 
Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. Let me address that one first. So, as we all know, they lost in the Super Bowl game. Due to the fact of Kyle Shanahan's offensive play calling before the first half ended, not trusting his quarterback, and the same deal in the fourth quarter, not trusting Jimmy Garoppolo to make those throws. So, hey, they got a really good team. Jimmy, are you going to be the solution or are you going to be the problem? They got to find out this year. Also, Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders. You guys know I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I feel like they uh, they did a lot of improvements on this team, you know, via free agency and the draft. Uh, I know last year we had the whole Antonio Brown situation that kind of just threw off the whole offense since everything was planned around him. But now you got speed. You got Henry Ruggs. You're going to have a really great receiver, I believe, in Brian Edwards. And again, I, you know, I, I might sound like a broken record, but I feel like he was a steal of the draft. So, DC, let's play, man. Let's ball out like I know you can. We'll see. Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. I'm going to stick with the Raiders. I mean, how about I – mean, we, we don't know what they're going to be. We don't even know if John Gruden trusts their quarterback in Derek. Well, well, but so but hold on. That... I believe he does trust them, though. Cause he didn't draft him one last time I checked, right? Yeah, he 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 did he didn't, but I mean he still got he still signed Mar- Marcus Mariota Mar- Mariota to a, to a deal this year, and we all see what happened in Tennessee. I think I think the Raiders gonna have the same thing that happened with the Titans last year. Um, Carr's gonna struggle. Mario's he's gonna come in and redeem himself from Tennessee taking his job with the Titans, and I think the, I think the Marcus Mariota he's gonna lead the Raiders to maybe even a playoff. They might, might make the playoffs this year, or maybe like, I think a good season. So I think I mean the, the biggest one though, I think I think it's John Gruden and the Raiders. Like, I mean, what the heck what, what's going on there at the quarterback position? Are you all in on Derek Carr or not? Mm, man. Most unknown. Oh man, you kinda stopped me on this one. Um first, first player, first thing that comes to mind. This is the fun part of uh, about the game. <laughs> not time to think. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna go Detroit Lions. I mean, oh, Man. Good one. <laughs> hey, hold on. Shout out, Walter, uh, from the East-West Football Network. We know you're a Detroit Lions fan, man. We feel your pain. Walter yes. Stringer. Just so you guys know. <laughs> Walter Stringer. <laughs> I mean, I, you just look at head to toe. I mean, for years and years, they've, they've had – I mean, they've had the right players in place. It's just what's going on. And it goes back to culture. I think that, you know, a couple of the coaches they've had in place, they just – you know what I mean? They just could they couldn't get it together, and um, I mean Matthew Stafford, uh, Detroit Lions. I'm sorry. And I'm gonna go with biggest unknown. Man, there's just so many right this year. Yep. That's what um, you, you stopped me. You know what I mean? I know. Well, now now that I'm actually thinking no. about it, I, I stopped myself. Um. <laughs> uh, you know what? I know he won the NFL MVP last year, Lamar Jackson. You know, you had a great regular season, but for whatever reason, in the playoffs, it's been twice now, you've dropped the ball, so to say, right? Mm. Uh, Tennessee just ran the ball all over them. He didn't play well, well under pressure. It was kind of the same situation when they played the Chargers a couple years back as well. So, Lamar Jackson, yes, you're great in the regular season, but what about the playoffs? Let's show something. Let, let's Show everybody that you can win the big game. Not too bad for a quarter for a running back, right? Not too ba- not right. too bad, but you got to win the in the postseason. You guys should know that. <laughs> yep. 
Fear. Fear. Oof. That's another good one. I'm gonna go with Jalen Ramsey. I think I think team I think quarterbacks and wide receivers should fear Jalen Ramsey this coming year. He's coming off a bad season from his standard. He wasn't. I mean, he was pretty good. He's coming off a bad season from his standard. He Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year. Some say I don't. I don't think, but some say Stephon Gilmore is the 99 rated player in Madden. And I mean, he's the best cornerback in the league. I think he's the best cornerback in the league, but that's too high of a rating. But but we're not we're not even gonna talk about Matt here. But Jalen Rams, I think quarterbacks and wide receivers should fear him this year. I, I'm going out right now. I said it on a previous show. He's gonna have maybe even double digit picks this year. He's gonna come out and he's gonna come out. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna have a big season this year. A big comeback season for Jalen Ramsey. Wow. Um, man, when you said fear, it's like to me that the first team that came to mind was the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's a team you cannot, cannot count out. I mean, they have the right quarterback in place. I mean, that quarterback, Russell, I mean, dangerous Russell Wilson, he just knows how to win games. And then you have this emerging star at the wide receiver position in DK Metcalf. And then, of course, you've always had you've always had Ty, you know, Tyler Lockett. So when you look at the big picture, the offense is set in place. They still have the key pieces that they need on defense to keep it rolling. Watch out. That's the one team to fear is always the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm going to say Cam Newton. Now, the only reason why I say that is because if he gets hurt, the New England Patriots are going to be in a lot of trouble. I don't think so. No, I I mean, I don't think so. I know so. (laughs) Um, Just because, again, you have an unproven unproven Jared Stidham backing up. Well, maybe he's going to be third string. We don't know yet, right? And then we have, of course, Brian Hoyer. So, I mean, that's my only concern. I mean, if Cam gets hurt, that's when I thought of, you know, when I heard the word fear, that's who came to mind. Champion. Who champion. I mean, that's that's another good one. How about the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, their quarterback and their team, I think, I mean, I don't want to make a two-hour Super Prediction, but, hey, I think they're going to win again, and they're, they're going to be the next dynasty. So, when you think of champion, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, ain't nobody going to be able to stop that team right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on the limb. I'm going to say the 49ers. I think that this year, I think that Kyle Shanahan has learned from his mistakes, and he's going to trust Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to get this thing right, and they're going to actually win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, man. That's a bold statement right there. Look, they got the GOAT. They they got Tommy playing quarterback. <laughs> Gronk came out of retirement. Now, we all know what Gronk was when he played. He was very dominant. And he was one of the reasons why the Chiefs lost to the Patriots and the AFC Championship a couple years ago. Not only do you have him, but you have O.J. Howard. You have Cameron Bray. You got Chris Godwin. You got Mike Evans. You got you got weapons on top of uh, weapons for Tommy. So, I mean, ultimately, I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say that the Buccaneers, they're going to win something this year. All those weapons are nice, but you got to have a quarterback to get it to those weapons. And they got the quarterback in place, and that's why when I said – or when I heard the word champion, Tom Brady and the Bucs came to mind. Well, obviously, the one guy up in New England didn't really think that that, that 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 quarterback was good enough, so he got rid of him. So we're not talking about that guy, though, man. Hey, hey, I'm that's 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 how I feel. I don't I, I don't think I don't think he's good enough anymore. I will say this: they have an underrated defense. I understand that they they need help at the secondary level, and I think that they did pretty good with get, uh, snatching um, um, 
Oh my goodness, he just slipped my mind. The safety from Minnesota. Oh, his dad was in Minnesota. Um, Winfield, Winfield. Antoine, Antoine, Antoine Winfield. Yes, Antoine. You know, I, I mean, overall, their defense is very underrated. They actually, I, they were in the top five for against the run defense. So, I mean, when you put that together, I mean, they're, they're going to be a team that you cannot sleep on. That's that's the one thing I will say about the Tampa Bay. Right, Tom Bay? No, no, Tampa. Tampa Bay. Well, I, I want to pronounce his name. <laughs> I wanted to pronounce oh, his name, man. Tom, right? So. Our next guest is a YouTube, Instagram, and sports analyst. KJ Johnson, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Great, man. Great. Hey, first of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. And um, yeah, if you if you would like to introduce yourself to the audience, uh, tell us about your story and how you became, um, you know, KJ Johnson on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, well, first, I'm KJ Johnson, uh, better known as Ails of KJ Three Hundred on YouTube, Instagram, and throughout social media. Um, I'm 22 years old from Alabama, and I love to talk about sports. I've been playing sports since I was around five, uh, but I started watching first tape around 10 or 11, and I just stuck to arguing with the TV at all times, arguing with Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. And when I graduated high school, my brother told me one day, he said, instead of arguing with the TV, you might as well argue with people that actually want to talk about sports. So I started doing Instagram um, and YouTube and over the last three years, and this is where I'm at right now. Hey, man, appreciate it. KJ, how you doing, man? It's Kendall. I'm doing good. That's great, man. Uh, one thing I want to ask you is, like, when, at what point in your career, where your life now, did you did you know, like, when did it, when did it click in with you that you said, hey, man, sports is going to be what I want to do, what I want to make a living out of? Well, it clicked when I first started because my brother and my mom, they always gave me um, the harsh truth. No matter how um, bad it sounded, or you know, they didn't try to sugarcoat anything. So they told me from the start that I was gonna have to work hard. Um, that they know how good I am at talking about sports, how I can argue for hours. Uh, so I knew right then that it was something that I, my dream was to make it a living. But when I really realized with everybody talking was when I had posted a video on Instagram. I don't remember what it was. But people started coming and said that I was a feature of sports talk. I was the next uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I was the next Shannon Sharp. I was getting all those type of names. So I just rolled with the feature of sports talk thing because those people told me I was going to be. And since I can say probably the last year, I've I really known that I could really make a living out of this. Okay, appreciate it. And my next question is like, do you feel you're more stronger like being an analyst at breaking down film or breaking down the game, whether it's football or basketball? Or do you feel like you're ready to be like, like at a round table, like with a Skip Bayless or Shannon or Stephen A just debating topics with somebody? I, I feel like I'm very, very good at uh, breaking down film because I, I've watched so many sports. I watch sports for I've going on 20 years now um, since I was a little baby. So I, I know um, a good bit about watching and breaking down film, but I I enjoy debating. I enjoy debating with people. They giving the people giving their opinions. I give mine. We debate about it. Uh, so I, I feel like I'm strong in both, but I would love to do a, a roundtable like debate. 
Appreciate it, KJ. Hey, KJ, this is Jerry. How you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. That's awesome. Hey, I I have a couple questions. So, uh, you know, for somebody that I remember somebody gave me real quick, somebody had given me advice one time, you know, they said, all you got is all you need. Yes, sir. And I think that you're a living testament to that. But, you know, for some people that that maybe want to do something similar to what you're doing, you know, because you've had great success on Instagram, you know. Well, I mean, I know you got you got Instagram at the fingertips of your hands sometimes, but what what would you tell that per, that young kid that wants to be kind of like follow your footsteps? What would you tell them? What kind of words of encouragement could you say you would give them? Uh, first thing I would say is um, trust your heavenly Father. Um, if you feel like you're very good at debating sports, talking about sports, go with it. Um, when I talk to people, sometimes they always give me the um, I want to start, but I don't know if I'll get views or likes. And that's why I, I stopped talking to somebody immediately. Because if you if you start off thinking you're getting a thousand likes, uh, so many views, then you already lost. When I started, I knew that I, was, I wasn't going to get 10,000 likes or anything like that. But I knew that I was good enough to get those numbers. And that eventually that it happened. And another thing is, don't let Anybody tell you can't do it because most of the time, well, where I'm from, it's either you play sports or you making music. I'm the first person around where I'm from to actually start talking about sports and trying to make that a living. So I know how it feels for people to come at you and say, you can't do that for a living. You don't you can't make any money. Uh, people told me that you have to be old to 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 get on TV because they see older people like Stephen A. Smith. But I said they started somewhere. Uh, so. Don't let anybody tell you that you're too young, uh, that you can't do it, that it is not a profession that you should go after. Um, really just trust yourself and keep watching sports and keep watching debate shows and get better. Wow, that's really smooth, man. Um, hey, one more thing. Let me ask you this. What's the one thing that still surprises you to this to this day about, you know, uh, after, you know, after you're done, you know, with with your segments, your shows? What's the one thing that still surprises you to this day? That people from all around the world know who I am because I come from a small city in Alabama. Uh, Anderson, Alabama um, is not a huge city. So when I go to other places and people know me and they say my name, um, they take pictures and stuff like that, it, it excites me every time. I feel like it's the first time because when I first – start doing it, people didn't know me. And then I go places now and people say my name. Uh, players know who I am. So I just enjoy all the support I get from everybody else. And when I finish doing a video, podcast, anything, and people write me and say, hey, I'm an inspiration to to them that they want to do what I'm doing, it, it just it just gives me chills. So that right there, literally, um, every time it happens, it feels like the first time. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, KJ. Hey, KJ, this is Fidel. So I have a couple questions for you. So we all know that you're a big New Orleans Saints fan, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so so my question to you is kind of like, what are your expectations for uh, the 2020 New Orleans Saints? Um, my expectations, regular season-wise, I've, I've been right the last three years on our records. Uh, I probably, probably – I would probably be a game or two off. But this season I see us going 13-3. and three. At worst, um, 
we are winning 11 games. I just think our team is so well-rounded. Um, offense and defensive-wise, we added Emmanuel Sanders, somebody to help with Michael Thomas. Uh, Drew Brees is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, even though he's aging. Alvin Kamara was uh, hurt last year, and he's fully healthy. And then on defense, we've added more pieces. So I feel like the team is so well-rounded. And during the regular season, I feel like we'll win the NFC South. My real problem is us going into the playoffs because everybody knows the last couple even though we got, you know, the thing happened with the Rams, we still had chances to win um, the last couple of years to go to a Super Bowl. So I'm really focused on the Saints going to the playoffs and them being a complete team because of, over the last couple of years, it's been defense. It, all we need is one stop, and we couldn't get that stop these last couple of years. So I'm not worried about the offense at all. I'm just hoping that our defense can be healthy throughout the season because someone always get hurt on the, de- uh, on the defensive line every year around playoff time, or someone gets injured and it messes up the whole team. But I'm just looking forward to us in the playoffs. And I think uh, for the last three years, I've, I've thought we could be a Super Bowl winning team. And people have felt like that. They really have. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan. I, I watch the team. I, I know how good they are. And it's just things happen. And they keep happening to us. So I I guess well, I'm hoping this year that we can crack the code and get to the Super Bowl. And we all know that that division is very tough, right? Is now especially Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement. He's on the team. That team is loaded now. Now, would you say that that team would be the biggest obstacle for the Saints to overcome in that division? Um, as, as bad as I, I don't want to say this, but I want to say it. I feel like the Falcons are more of a you know a complete team, just because with the coronavirus stuff going on you can't really get around your teammates get all the chemistry you need and they drop the, the preseason games down and it's going to be very hard to get you know to mesh with these type of times that we're going through right now and i feel like the falcons they have a good team it's just defensive wise and that's the same thing i say about the buccaneers a lot of people talk about offense the division is full of offense with tom brady drew Brees, and and even Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Ryan with all their weapons, the big the team I say the team that's going to win that division is the team that's the most well rounded and that that are very good on defense also because you know all these teams are going to score points but you have to stop somebody and I feel like the Saints have that defense to stop the Falcons or the Panthers in a one game I mean one possession game so um, I don't think the I think Tampa's going to be good but I don't think they're going to be what everybody think they are. A lot of people say they're going to the Super Bowl of the first year. I don't believe it, but we'll see. Do you think Drew Brees retires after the season? I said this the last two years. If we win the Super Bowl, he retires, but we haven't won the Super Bowl. So hopefully we win the Super Bowl, he can just leave off that. And the reason why I asked that is because now we all know he's signed a contract with NBC Sports, so he's yeah. – Right after his football career, he is going to move into the booth. And we now we know that you guys have a legitimate backup now on Jameis Winston, right? With, yes. the, with, with brand new vision, vision 40-40, he can see the field like never before, right? Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see if Drew, you know, if you guys don't make the Super Bowl, if you, you know, if he decides to come back or hangs it up. Either way, I feel like you guys are in a really good situation at the quarterback position. And I know a lot of people like the cap on Jameis Winston because of all the turnovers, but I, I feel like with Sean, uh, Sean Payton, it's going to really help him out. Yeah, I do too. Uh, many people have told me that because I was known as over the last couple of years of saying that 
uh, that Jamie Winston was a walking turnover when he played against us because he always threw picks. And it it wasn't <laughs> something I was just picking on him. He just threw picks a lot. So I just yep. said he'll give you a turnover at some point in the game. But I think when you see Jamie Winston, and people forget how good he really is mm-hmm. besides it. I mean, he threw for – I mean, I think he had the most yards last year. He did. He, he had, you know, all the interceptions, the turnovers. But he's a Heisman winner. He's a what, first first draft pick. Um, and I feel like when you put him behind Drew Brees and Sean Payton, you got the most accurate quarterback of all time teaching you every day. You're going through film with him every day. Your vision is better. And then you have a great offensive mind like Sean Payton, and you still have weapons around you. Even if Drew Brees leave after this year, you have great weapons beside you. So um, I feel like if Jamie Winston can show in practice and in games when he get in that he is an actually good quarterback and better than he was last year, he'll stay with us. And I think we'll be in a great position with him. Hey, um, one more thing before we let you go, KJ. I just want to call out Instagram and all social media platforms. I think they need to start playing and get you verified, man, because you, you're doing some big things out here. And, like, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy your, your following base and how big your platform is. I just want to call them up and tell them, hey, get my boy verified and start playing. Thank you. Uh, trust me, I've had so many people tell me I need to get verified. Um, I tr- I've actually tried to, you know, do the thing on Instagram where you go to your settings and try to get verified. I guess it didn't work. They didn't ever get back to me, but it's coming. It's coming very soon. Appreciate hey, it, Hey, KG, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, for interview. And also, one, one last thing. Where can our uh, our audience follow you on social media and on YouTube? Uh, on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at LSUPKJ300, LSUPKJ300. Um, that's on all, all of the social media. You can follow me on there. And for the people that just now know who I am, if you follow me, you'll understand how how good it is to be a supporter of me because we we talk about everything. We talk about all sports. Um, we like to argue, debate. I go live and debate with my uh, my followers and subscribers. So um, if you come join, you won't be disappointed. All right, KJ. Thank you so much again. Thank you. All right, guys, any final thoughts before we get off the air? Yes, man. Hey, man, special shout-out to the guest, to the two guests that came on tonight with us. Man, oh, KJ, KJ, great show, man. I appreciate you taking time out this week to come on with us. And Donovan Iso, man, I, I really hope you get an opportunity in the league, NFL or CFL. You're a great guy. Came on, had a great show with us. And, man, I'm I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. Appreciate you guys coming on, to, on, the, on the podcast with us this week. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I mean, just everybody out there that listens – just remember, you can you can keep up with with ev- with everything that's going around uh, on the EastWestFootballNetwork.com website. We got a ton of great, just unique, talented individuals. Uh, we we put we've actually put together a great draft uh, analyst team. Uh, we got great authors on there. I mean, just go on there; it it will fit all your needs. And stay tuned because we are going to be start going live on YouTube. Yes, we got a lot of big things coming up. Again, you know, I just want to say thank you to our guests. And also, if you guys haven't subscribed to our podcast, make sure you do so. That way you get all the alerts whenever we post a new podcast episode. Uh, but with that being said, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for the East West Football Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening, and have a great weekend.
today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and... Hear the culture. Electricast. Electricast.